Hello and welcome to the I Know Nothing About Beer podcast. I am your host, Al the Brewer, and I am so glad you are listening today. This podcast is for anyone that wants to learn more about craft beer and the culture that surrounds it. Whether you're brand new to the scene or a vet of craft beer, I hope you find something to take away from this podcast. So, pour yourself a beer, pull up a bar stool, and enjoy. Cheers. Hey everybody, Al the Brewer here. How are you doing? I am coming to you from my favorite little coffee shop just down the street. And no, I'm sorry, this is not the start of season five. I know, I know, it's coming, it will come. It's just going to take a little longer than I thought. But I am doing this very special episode today because it was supposed to be tied into a trip to Belgium that I had planned. And thanks to all things COVID, that plan got canceled. (laughs) So now I get to bring you this amazing episode that I have a feeling I'm going to republish whenever I do get to go to Belgium. So this is my episode with Lisa Lott. She is an awesome, I mean, just such a great conversation that we had. Uh, She runs a group called Beer Secret over in Brussels, uh, over, I should say, just in Belgium in general, but mainly focuses on Brussels and Ghent and a couple places around there. And I talked to her about all things Belgium, Belgium culture, beer culture there, how uh, American and Belgian uh, beer culture differ. It was just a great conversation. And I wanted to bring that to you now because, you know what, this episode just deserves to be put out. So... That is what you're going to be hearing coming up next. Other than that, season five is going to be coming around uh, as soon as I can get it. Hold on, grabbing a door for somebody. Yeah. Season five will be coming around as soon as I can. It will be happening. It's just going to be a little longer than I normally, than I originally thought. We'll put it that way. All right, everybody, please, please, please feel free to hit me up on the Instagrams, the Twitters, the Facebooks. You know what I'm talking about. Al the Brewer. Hope you're doing well. Stay safe. Get vaccinated. Wear that mask. Socially distance. You know the routine. Everybody have yourself a great rest of the day, noon or night, whenever this may find you. And cheers. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the I Know Nothing About Beer podcast. How in the world are you doing out there? Oh, my goodness, people. I got something special for you today. I know I've been on a break, but I just need to make sure I get this one out to you. Um, A little insider thing. I am planning a trip to Brussels to go on a beer pilgrimage. I am so excited about that. And I am talking to someone that I found in my search of trying to like, how do I do this trip the best? Um, I'm talking to Lisa Lott and I'm looking at her face on the camera right now to see she just nodded. I'm saying that correctly. Uh, Lisa Lott, how are you doing? I'm fine. I'm super fine. Thank you. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's like 10 o'clock at night over there. Um, Tell me 10, 10 or 11. Uh, 10 p.m. and even on a Sunday, but it's even okay. On a I'm Sunday. here with all my pleasure. <laughs> I I am so thankful that you are just you are coming on the podcast. Um, you do this really cool uh, beer tour through Brussels, and I want to talk about that um, yes. in a little bit because I've I was looking at that, and we I, I connected to you through the Meetup app, um, yeah. and I'm really excited to talk to you about what 
Brussels and all these beer Brussels questions. But uh, the first, as always, uh, just so that I get to know you a little better and our audience gets to know you a little better, um, what is your own personal history into craft beer? Yeah. Well, actually, it's because I, I when I was uh, trying to find my first job, I was already quite mm-hmm. of um, um, sure about the fact that I wanted to sell something alcoholic. <laughs> And so then I had the possibility to start to sell uh, a new beer that was going to be launched. That was not in Brussels, but that was in Ghent. And so I Uh got the job. So I launched the beer and uh, that's the way how I actually got into the beer world. And then I worked for a, a quite bigger company. So it took me about, I think, three, four years. Um, that I was already in the beer world, but if you say specifically the craft world, that uh-huh. was more when when I really started to get to know Brussels. <laughs> because okay. if you were working in Ghent or in Bruges, there were a lot of more commercial brands, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I was working in a lot of beer festivals uh, where you also see a lot of other brands like Duvel, Schouf, uh, Liefmans, mm-hmm. like the bigger brands. But then when I actually yeah, started to live in Brussels, like <laughs> every year there was a new brewery pop- popping up here or even mm. two breweries in one year. Like from 2010, we have each, each, brew- each year uh, one or two breweries. And of course, if I am working for the beer, uh, I, I love uh-huh. to yeah, discover the brewery. And that's how I get to know the craft beer mm. world, actually. Yeah. I love that you just said one or two a year. Um, so I'm based out of Fort Worth, okay, Texas, okay? Yeah. Um, and in, I think when I arrived here, we had in 2000, what was it, 2015, when I got here, we had one, two, three, four, five, six, maybe seven breweries uh-huh. in a drivable area. And I think now we're at, in a drivable area, I think we're at 40 something. Yeah, you see, it's crazy. It has been yeah. quadrupled. Can you say that in English? Quadrupled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, is, yeah. Well, you could say here. the same. It's it's even more in Brussels, but of course, because we have a, a lower quantity, uh, because mm. uh, we only had one brewery uh, in from the eighties until two thousand ten. Can you believe wow. that? Only one Brussels brewery in our capital, in our Europe capital. And uh, and now, since 2010, yeah, we have, now we have in 2021, we have 15 breweries, which is not like such a high number of breweries. Mm-hmm. But if you compare it with 10 years ago, yeah, it has been more so, than quadrupled, right? <laughs> wow. Okay. So that's kind of blowing my mind because when, okay, now let me be the, typical average American beer drinker, which, which I know I am. Okay. But I would, I, I, when I think of Brussels and I think of Belgium, I think I put all of these beer names together, but really there's, there's not, you know, when I, when I'm now like looking at my labels in my head, I'm like, yeah, I don't think of any of them that are Brussels specific, specific beyond. And then let me see if I I say this correctly. Cantillon. Yes, that's true. hundred percent. And that okay. was the one that that was the only one uh, during forty years in a row. Um, Sorry. Sorry, I just I just pulled off a, a T Rex sticker off my arm that I didn't know my daughter had just put there. 
I wasn't seeing that. Sticker. No worries. You could have <laughs> hided it. I was not seeing that. <laughs> But yes, Gantillon is the only brewery that I, I think of when I when I was like Brussels specific. Okay, yeah, and they've yeah, been around for a little true. while. They have they have a very long history as yeah. well. Yeah, and it's because they are the only one that still exists since hmm. 1900. So we had so many. We had like around 200 or 150 to 200 breweries. Wow. Maybe in like 100 years ago, more or less. Mm-hmm. But uh, the problem is that the breweries didn't manage to keep doing their business and keep surviving. And mm. we were talking about the German beers a little bit before, like when yeah. we were meeting each other, right? Well, mm-hmm. it's because the German influences with their lagers, they came also to Belgium 100 years ago. And so we started to get to know the lagers. And mm. to create a lager, you need uh, money and knowledge and uh, and that's how so many small little lambic breweries, uh, so Cantillon mm. was a lambic brewery, and all those lambic breweries, they didn't manage to, to survive. And, and that mm. explains why suddenly we had only one brewery left. Wow. Okay. Um, and in doing all this research for going to Brussels and seeing how many breweries there are now, I was looking and going like, this brewery here, um, or this brewery here re- has a look and feel of something that I would think of like a traditional brewery, like Cantillon. I, I saw the pictures, I saw their advertising um, and how their web presence is. And I'm like, okay, that's what I would think of as like a traditional brewery. And yeah. then there's another brewery that's north, uh, a little north on the north side of Belgium, of uh, Brussels, I should say, um, mm. Brussels Beer Project. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's and that looks like a very center, modern, huh? fun, quote, hip brewery. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that looks cool. Um, mm-hmm. What has what have these more recent breweries been like? Are they more of the like accepting, trying to follow the tradition of a brewery of what a brewery might have looked like? Uh, in yesterdays of Brussels, or are they trying to be a new, modern, hip, fun style? It's definitely the second option. So okay. the second, uh, yeah, answer mm. that you just mentioned. So it's true. Like if you look to Belgium, we do have classic breweries that are following the traditional Belgian beer mm-hmm. styles, which is like high alcoholic, a good body, a good character. Uh, brownish or, or just brown in color and mm. like a lot of triples, triples, triples. But mm. Brussels, it's kind of the opposite. <laughs> it's so we had Cantillon, which is which makes it also a traditional brewery because it's a lambic beer and it exists yeah. more than 100 years. But from the, the second brewery, which is Brasserie de la Senne in 2010, since then, all the other breweries actually followed more the the style of Brasserie de la Seine, mm. which is really uh, IPAs, which is hoppy beers. Um, yeah, completely different than we were actually mm. used in Belgium. So we kind of followed the U.S. beer styles a little bit, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I, I I think that's hilarious. Um... I think that's I, I think that's so interesting as well because I don't think of of Brussels as and, and Belgium in general as following quote like beer trends 
um, that Americans have had for, you know, for so long. I, I know that from just my own observations as a beer drinker, there's like a, a pinnacle of beer of like that Belgium brings and that there's a different, like, it's, it's like two different mountains. Like mm-hmm. there's the, the Belgian mountain and the American mountain. They don't really meet anywhere. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. But you, I would say it's changing, right? Because mm. of this IPA trend. Um, yeah. And since when uh, do you actually have like IPAs? Since when would you kind of put it in a timeline? So um, if I put on my, my beer nerd, like history guy thing, um, you know, I've got the Sierra Nevada that comes out in the early 80s that makes the first like American pale ale that actually like makes a, a wave. And then you have the uh, IPAs that like take the tradition of, we'll say, Pliny the Elder that come out in the mid and early night, the mid and late 90s. You know, mm-hmm. um, because I know that when I started drinking IPAs and things like that in the mid 2000s, it was all about make it as hoppy and mean as possible. And that was really fun, but it wasn't as a welcoming beer because oh, yeah. I remember my first my first real like double IPA um, that I tried. I was like, why is there a pine cone in this beer? Like I was like, there's a pine cone. And do you know what a, a car air uh, a car freshener is? Ah, uh, sorry. I, yeah, I so, I think I was not following the last word pine pear or something. I don't, I'm sorry. I am not. Do, do you know what I mean English. by Do you know what I mean by a pine cone? No, I don't. Okay, so there's a, a tree. It's a pine tree. Oh, I and see. Okay. It smells a lot like like an IPA. Ah, okay. So okay. it's a it's a tree. It's pine, and they have this big. Uh, their seeds are very are, are like uh, how do I describe a pine cone? That is a new I I'm yeah, going to have to get that later. Sorry. <laughs> um, uh, my 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 American listeners are going to be like, oh my goodness, how do you describe a pine cone? Um, yeah. uh, I will I will show you a picture in a little bit. Okay. Yeah, that's um, good. That's good. Yeah, but um, so you were saying that a tree has like a kind of the IPA smell and etc. Yes, a tree has a, a very IPA smell, and it's very it's very strong and um, it's very bitter, and so but that's not very welcoming. Whereas I feel like IPAs now that are focused on tropical fruit and like orange juice flavors and mango have a a very different. Um, what's it called uh approachability we'll say yeah okay. i see i just sent you i want you to look at this link because i just sent you what a pine cone looks like yeah exactly i don't oh, okay I don't, yeah yeah it, yeah okay. okay yes okay i know that for sure <laughs> okay cool cool we have yeah. it too much in belgium okay but that's i thought that there was one of those in my beer because that's what it smelled like wow okay okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. But so actually talking about the IPAs that it was like was supposed to be bitter, but now it gets the fruity notes, etc. That's what mm-hmm. also happening here in Belgium. So mm. like the last 10 years, you see really the breweries and definitely in Brussels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that they that they actually or maybe one has a triple, but it's 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 even more crafty than than a triple you can normally imagine. Um, and then you have 
some sour flavors, a lot of sour beers in Brussels. Uh, mm -hmm. Not just the lambic, but just as a as a special beer style, mm. and then yeah, and then the IPAs, and really, or it could be very hoppy, um, or it could be with a very nice fruity flavor, and um, mm. and it's actually just because Brussels brewers they are sometimes extremely like rebellish, and they dare to just do whatever they feel like it's good, and and they don't think about what the people will like of it or what the people will think of it. Mm. And that's how Brasserie de la Seine actually became extremely popular because next to Brussels Beer Project, I would mm -hmm. say that it's as popular as Brasserie de la Seine. It's really those okay. two Brussels breweries or more or less from the same uh, time that they have been established. And uh, yeah, you see that both of them are really going for the very yeah, rebellious flavors mm. and, and extravagant and distinguishing okay. and, and yeah it's I, I love hearing that because um, for one those are two breweries that have been recommended to me like that like if i'm going to brussels that's where those are two that i absolutely need to try out and they are that's on true. my list um yeah i'm i'm, I'm very excited to try those out uh, one of the things uh, while i'm on the subject of just kind of like the breweries you know I think here in, especially where I'm at in, in the DFW area, but I'll see a general American thing about breweries um, is that they're very welcoming to patrons and tourists and just whoever to come by and have the beer there. Um, whereas I've noticed like my, we were talking a little ahead uh, beforehand, I'll bring this conversation up and let me see if I can say that again correctly, Brassier Dupont or as my, my, my American listeners are probably going to hear me, uh, like, like the, the beer Saison Dupont, um, because the, the tea, the, my American listeners going to be like, oh, okay, Dupont. Yeah. Um, I was looking up their brewery and they have a tour in, they don't even have a tour in English. It's like once a week for like an hour on a Saturday. And it's, it's very hard to go there. It's, it's like, it's not very easy to go there. And no, just yeah, sit down it's and not have easy to reach. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's true. And, and, and we, yeah, sometimes we have a bit an, an old fashioned, like Belgian breweries that exist already mm -hmm. some generations. Some of them that are like in the middle of nowhere, they have a very old fashioned way of, of, of receiving tourists and, and but it's really changing. Um, mm. I have I will not tell you which one, but there okay. is one specific Lambic brewery actually that is planning to have an, an own like a touristic um, uh, at they don't want to make it extremely touristic, but at least it will be an, a visitor center. Oh. So that they will open an own bar from Thursday to Sunday, I think. And so, wow, that will be good if, news, right? Big if news for be, Belgium. If, if it will be open uh, be on or before September 15th, um, let me know off camera. <laughs> <laughs> because I am always down. I think, I think one of the things for, I'll say for as an American growing up in American beer culture, going to the brewery to have a beer connects you so much to that place. It gives you like an emotional connection to the beer. Like the, the, what I'm drinking right now, Jarvis from turning point beer. Um, they're a 10, 12, 12 minute drive from me, you know? And because I've gone there so many times, I know the staff, 
they let me record my podcast there sometimes. Mm, that's cool. um, and they're just a really, just really cool group of people, you know? Um, but they're, they're very welcoming of everybody to come and sit and have a beer at their place. And it's just been so interesting to see the two differences in um, the, the breweries, especially the traditional ones, the, the older ones, we'll say, in Belgium that I've been wanting to visit. Um, the same yeah. thing for like, we'll say, um, in, in the shorthand for it here in America is Westie, but West Veteran. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's because, correct. Uh, oh, yeah, I got that one right. Um, yeah. I, uh, when I've listened to interviews with, there are very few interviews with the brothers there the monks there. But when I have listened to them and read them, uh, they have very much said like, we are a, a monastery that has a brewery, not a brewing monastery. It's almost like they're annoyed by how popular their beer is. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's true. <laughs> and I, I, uh, and I, I do not, um, I do not count that against them because their, their purpose is very different. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, I am a Christian and I definitely see, you know, the monastic lifestyle, what they're doing. Um, while I am married and have kids, I understand that drive to do that. And uh, there's, there's, uh, there is a, a monastic brewing monk, Alan, in another universe somewhere. Mm-hmm. Put it that way. It's um, yeah. And I think that um, I do not credit that against them. But at the same time, I'm like, man, I wish I could be at the at the monastery to have just a beer there instead of having to buy like a whole crate and get out of here. <laughs> yeah, it's, and you know, just with Westvleteren. Um, so, are you planning to go there then, Alan? Or uh, not? Yes, I'm. I'm going to go there, um, okay. and I want to see the grounds. Um, but I'm not buying a whole case of beer. I'm going to go to the cafe across the street, have a beer. Um, cause yeah. I'm also trying to do this very cheaply and renting a car right now, I think it was going to cost 165 euros to rent a, rent a car and go there for like one day. You mean? Yeah. For one day. Oh yeah. That's a lot of money. So I'm going to take the train to Ghent and then go down to, uh, Papagin. Popringa. Popringa. Okay. Popringa. Okay. Uh, Popringa. Yeah. I couldn't remember where the R is in that. The Popringa. No. Yeah. And then I'm curious now, how will you get to West Fleetland then? I'm by going bus? to rent an electric bike and I'm going oh to bike the, the 30 minutes to get there. Oh, that's funny. Okay. 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 Well, because it's, it's either do that or spend like, uh, like a big chunk of my beer money. Yeah. Just to get yeah to... I found it. I also wouldn't like to pay that money for just, uh, yeah, for just, yeah. Uh, for just remoting uh so yeah uh, yeah yeah so the west Fleetland thing is um it's just uh, some people are a bit disappointed because it's just like a drive-in <laughs> mm-hmm. and so yeah if you would be interested in having a case for your listeners then they have to get on the list uh yeah. so they have to go on the website they have to uh, order it online and it's like only open on a specific moment of the week of mm-hmm. the month so don't just drive there with the idea I can pick up as many as beers I want to. No, you have yeah. to be on the list and you have to even um, 
give them your number plate and you can only take maximum two cases of westphalatinum. So that's the thing. But what Alan is probably planning to do is like he will go, he will just watch the Abbey. There's nothing, there's not that much to see, but then in front of the Abbey, you can go for a Westflatern inside the bar and you can take two big, two six packs with you. Like yes. you can buy two six packs. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm hoping that the train station has a, uh, a locker. Um, because, yeah, yeah, exactly. because what I want to do is as soon as I get those beers, go back to the train station and then go to the hop museum that's oh, in yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. that's there as well yeah, and i don't yeah, want to yeah. be carrying nice a lot of beer in my backpack exactly exactly no if so. you were in that area you should really use the time and maybe even take a hotel and 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 see some other breweries around because I'm, there are saint bernardus that you maybe can visit as well yes and i love saint saint how do you say it <laughs> saint bernardus bernardus Bernardos, I know that I know that beer and that brewery. You're laughing at me right now because I got it almost correct, but it's okay. <laughs> Bernardos. Now I'm saying ben. it in Spanish. <laughs> yeah, you said it correct. San okay. Bernardos. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I okay having um, having Mexican grandparents. Okay. And now having and having lived in Germany, China, and you know uh, done my travels. Okay. My brain is so mixed up with languages sometimes because my brain wants to say a foreign word. Oh, are you there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. It looked like it. no a, a foreign a, a word that I do not recognize. First, it goes to Spanish, and then it goes to German, and then it goes to Mandarin. <laughs> and how so to now say I have it. to guess the beer. You mean? Yeah, I have to guess the the, the name of the brewery. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm saying the St. Bernardus. Uh, like, the, the, like, like, I'm trying to say it correctly, but I feel like I'm saying it in Spanish because I'm rolling the R. The okay. R. Like, I, I want to... I'm, I'm, I'm like, wait, wait. I'm saying it like I'm saying it something in Spanish. <laughs> I see. Okay, okay. Well, for me, I'm Flemish, so I'm, like, very used to say this word, you know? Yes. Um, but I love St. Bernardus. Uh, how I would say with the app 12? Yes. The ABT yeah. 12? Oh, so good so yeah. so good yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um i don't know if i will go there i think i'm just going to go uh because what i saw on the website they didn't have many beers there that i can't get here in the united states oh, already okay I see so i'm trying yeah. to get the things that i know i can't get here in the u.s yeah that makes sense of course yeah, yeah. um yeah. okay this is a very general question and we've touched a little bit of on it before but um, what is the the craft beer culture like in Brussels and in in Belgium overall? I know that you've said you know the 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 breers the breweries are are growing in 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 Brussels, yeah. um, but in general, um, what is the the craft beer culture like? Because I know there's a well established beer culture, but how is the is there like a new gener what is the new generation of drinkers like? And how is that? Does it work well or conflict with like the hundreds of years of beer drinking that has gone on beforehand? Yeah, no, it's really true. Um, I must say that since last maybe five to ten years, mm -hmm. um, that we really see a lot, a, a big, big grow of the numbers of the breweries in all around Belgium, mm. and you see like the young 
the young craft brewers of like 25 years old that decide mm. to just uh, establish their own brewery. And so we have very, very good um, breweries that are yeah, also doing those typical craft beer. It's like Tverzet. Um, I don't know if you have heard of this. That's definitely also one to re- that I can recommend to to try the beers when you're in Belgium. Uh, so it's spelled like T V E R Z E T, and these are young guys. They're not even thirty years old, and they are good friends with like breweries like um, Deranke and even Cantillon because mm, they yeah. they make very good beers just like Cantillon and then mm. I was mentioning Deranke do you know this one I do not know how do you spell it um D E and then like spasi I don't know how spasi? to say it okay. <laughs> um R A N K E and that's a brewery that started, that's actually already like, yeah, it started in the 90s, in, in 94, 96. And, but that was one of the breweries that actually was an example for a brewery like Brasserie de la Seine in Brussels. Because mm. the Ranke was even before the La Seine started to produce very bitter beers and not too high in alcohol as well. Yeah. Mm. Um, but, and then from them, the Ranke is actually a very good example because the Ranke, their first beer was actually more like a traditional Belgian beer. It was an Abbey beer called Guldenberg. So Guldenberg okay. is the name of an Abbey in, in okay. around Kortrijk, not too far from West Vleteren in the same province, okay. gotcha. which is called West Flanders. And there in West Flanders, like um, very close to West Flanders, at least, because he's actually in another province because it's cheaper there to have your settle down your own brewery. Mm-hmm. But so he's originally from Kortrijk and uh, he was the first one, one of the first brewers that uh, started with those more uh, hoppy flavors. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah. After his golden bear, that was a bit more uh, like a triple, but then he made it more like a triple with a bitter touch on it, a bitter note. Oh, okay, that sounds fun. And that's just like a little bit the beginning of uh, the craft beer world, in my opinion. I mean, Mm. I may be way much younger than 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 like Frank Bohm that can talk about the the lambic the lambic history um mm-hmm. but so what's very important to know is that yeah at the end of the 90s we saw like the some some rebellious brewers that were actually not always following the traditional belgian beers so gotcha. i would say since 2000 um we have we have a few breweries um that open their doors and and don't do the traditional belgian beers but mm. Um, yeah, it's, we had about 200 breweries. Um, I have to be careful what I say. Um, we had only 115 breweries in the eighties. Wow. Okay? That was like the, the biggest decline of the numbers of the Belgian breweries. Wow. Yeah. 
So we had these lagers in the 50s and the 60s that started to be like, the uh, how do you say that, uh, controlling the world, you know, and like everyone needed to drink yeah. lager, lager, lager. Every brewery needed to have lager. But then even the lager breweries were taken over by the bigger lager breweries. <laughs> oh my goodness that and, is yeah. that is so much like i you're uh, what i'm hearing is so much like uh, america but uh, in a different different way but continue please i'm sorry uh, to interrupt. Okay. yeah no and then there was from the 80s in like mm -hmm. in 1980 one mm -hmm. of the first brewers that said you know what i'm going to set up my my own brewery and going to create uh ales like specialty beers and flavored mm -hmm. beers that was like um not everybody uh, would agree with me and 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 apparently maybe there is no how do you say this in oh, english wait 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 you just you, you cut out a little bit hold on ah i see okay hold on i was just saying do you hear me now give me one second we, this mm -hmm. there's a, there's the magic of editing hold on mhm mm no problem okay okay try again yeah. So you were about to say not everyone will agree with me. Yes, exactly. Uh, but the Dolo Brewers was one of the breweries that actually, yeah, started to create good ale beers. And okay. he has a very, very old equipment of how he mm. brews his beers. So he took like, he took an old brewery over that mm. did not exist anymore. So he took... Or, or it existed still, but but he took it over, and since then, like he, he was a very good example of very flavored beers, mm -hmm. and then um, so that that's actually sorry that I not finished my sentence, but if you don't know this brewery, that's definitely one that you also need to visit if you're in Belgium. Okay, what what is that brewery? Because I'm taking notes. Yeah, but I know he do a lot of export to the U.S. So check if you can find a beer in U.S. or not. Like whatever what's, what's you are. What's the name of the brewery again? It's called De Dollar. And the problem is that my, my keyboard sounds like make sounds. You you send it to me in the chat. That's all good. That's all it's good. It's very annoying, but it's called the Dollar Brewers. I that name does not seem familiar to me at all. Okay, they have Urbir, Arabir, uh, Stelle oh. Nacht. Like their Christmas beer is like my favorite oh. Christmas beer. It's like crazy good. Okay, Stelle Nacht. Um, let's yeah. see here. Let me see if I can recognize the identity. Ah, okay. Yes, I do know this brewery very well. Uh, yes, okay, I, had, I, I had when he said Stella Nacht, I was like, wait a minute, the one with the ghost. <laughs> yeah, I see. But so he is a good example, actually, for the Belgian beer culture. But I know you okay. want to talk more about the craft beer. So in the 90s, um, there was the Ranke, which is a very good example of uh, being a craft brewery. And then mm. and and then we have. Yeah, so. It started in 80s when we had only 115 breweries, but then now we have 380s, but wow. I'm not sure exactly how many breweries we had in 2000, for example. So mm. I would I would do a guess uh, that we only had 250 breweries five oh, yeah. years ago. And so that we really have like now we have 375, 385 more or less. Wow. 
So the last five years is the biggest uh, okay. increase, okay. okay, with the craft brewers. That wow, that is so interesting to me, because I, I think of 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 Belgium as a country. Uh, I'll just say as the country Belgium, I think of there being a whole whole lot of breweries, um, because my my last trip to Germany was in I think two thousand. Oh, what was it? 2007? 2000? Mm-hmm. No, not 2007. 2017 or somewhere around there. Okay. Yeah. Um, and in in Germany, there I, I remember seeing some newer breweries around, but also there were, it seemed like so many places had a brewery already established in them that had been around for, for a very long time. But it, it, I was thinking that would just translate over to Belgium, but it apparently does not. It just seems like it's just grown so much, uh, so recently, um, which is really interesting for me to hear because that, you know, in America there is, um, and I don't uh, forgive me, I don't know if you how much you know about like the the American beer culture, but you know, after do you know what prohibition is? Sorry, do you know, prohibition? So, um, uh, America. Like... Uh-huh. Yeah, I can translate it. I know I recognize the world. So yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. It's like, yeah, yeah, a prohibition. Okay. So, so, so after prohibition, the, we call it the big three, the biggest beer makers in America, all the lager makers started to either buy up breweries and then close them down because they Uh didn't want the competition or they outsold them and forced them to close down. Because after Prohibition, there were so many breweries that didn't survive. And then the ones that did, the major three, you know, Budweiser, Coor, and and Miller, um, bought up, shot out of business, just took the American beer culture into just light beers. And there were other breweries that were around, but they were very small and very local. Um, And they weren't doing many different things. So you have places like Anchor Steam, uh, Younglings that just came into uh, Texas. You have these small little breweries around America that weren't that were doing different things, but um, were were uh, just like a giants were overshadowed overshadowed them. And it wasn't until the '80s that people like Ken Grossman and uh, you know so these other smaller breweries that decided that they were they wanted um, flavor in their beer. That's how they would describe it. Um, you know, you had home brewing started and uh, became fully legal in America in 1980. And okay. you had people that actually wanted to then make and sell beer in a legal way that, um, you know, was what much different from what was being bought and sold in stores. I see. And, okay. Yeah. And so in the same way that you're talking about, like how lager producers came and took over yeah. the Belgian yeah, exactly. beer market. American lager makers came over and literally just decimated the beer scenes uh-huh. all over because they were such vibrant. Um, prior to prohibition, you had so many uh, beer makers that were uh, from um, immigrant backgrounds in America. Mm-hmm. And there's also a racial component to this as well about, uh, you know, really? uh, yeah. It's 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 interesting. There's the before prohibition. There was this um, 
push to make a, um, especially by this very religious part of America. And I know I'm getting into a political thing, but I'm okay with it. So I'm my podcast. I get to say this and if someone disagrees, find me on, on Instagram, we'll have a chat um, to make America um, very morally right. And to do that, part of it was to get rid of alcohol. And so, so many people, especially on the East coast, being immigrants, their traditions and their identity was also part of the alcohol they drank. Mm -hmm. Whereas many Germans having beer and lagers, um, whereas many, uh, you know, people of Latin descent having their own liquors, uh, people of Italian descent having their own wines and other things that they were drinking and making. Um, all of these things were, were seen as bad. And so to make America moral and to make yeah. America right, there was also this like conformity to it. And I know it sounds weird for me to go all this deep into it, but like at prohibition, there's like a start over in beer and it became all loggers and yeah. all the same. And that was so, so uh, popular, but at the same time, it just made everything bland. Yeah. And yeah. so and, and in the eighties you have, the the startup of all of these really cool and now some like we call like almost like legacy names sierra nevada anchor steam um you know i know mainly the west coast ones uh boston beer company as well that really tried to make something different and really didn't come to fruition until the mid 90s early 2000s uh, when the craft beer revolution really started and then you have your mm -hmm. stone brewing that comes about, you know, you have oh, yeah. your dogfish head, um, yeah, you know, all of these well. other ones that come up. So, so there's your American beer lesson um, that I, I, I kind of gave. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another example of an, a nice craft brewery in, uh, mm -hmm. in Belgium is in, in Ghent actually. And okay. this is called a dog brewing company, but also one of the, a lot that has been established the last three years. So it's the okay, like dock oh, brewing doc. company. I and see it's them. a very good example of a, of a craft brewery because uh, they actually also have their own uh, bar and they, they don't sell they, only their own beers. They're really a place that they uh, promote craft beers even outside mm. of Belgium. And then like some craft breweries that are friends with them, like four or five, not more than that, something... Okay quite limited when it comes to number of different breweries. But the cool thing is that every batch they create there is a new beer. So wow. <laughs> you cannot have more craft than you that. You cannot have the same one over. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. There, There's a brewery here. Um, I'm going to give them a little shout out. Uh, Martin House Brewing. Okay. Do you like weird beers? no <laughs> no oh weird yeah like weird like strange beers strange beers oh well i mean if it's a, a hefe weizen that i think it's very strange so... i don't like it <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> you're, you're not a fan of hefs um, but if it's no, like but... a crazy a strange sour beer uh, like with uh with distinguished maybe stout flavor together with well, sour i might like it because it's okay. not Strange okay, anymore. I feel like I feel like I'm going to have to bring you some pickle beer. Pickle, pickle, <laughs> I love it. What? So, like, 
uh, a, a pickle. So they take a, take a, a cucumber. Okay. I don't know. Okay. And yeah. they, they, they uh, like here in America, we have pickles, pickled cucumbers. Um, but you make a beer with pickles. With the, the, they call it the brine, the liquid that the pickles sit in. Uh-huh. They take that and they put it into a beer. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, yeah, you can always take that from me. You never know if I would like But it. The, the reason why I say that is that they do a new beer every week. Yeah. And give it to, to the, to, you know, to the, to their, um, in their tap room. And they do, they call them micro seasonal. So they almost do a new beer every week just to, and they see how it does. And whether it will be a one-time only, or maybe we'll come back again. So they made a beer that tastes like pizza. Uh, they did a beer that tastes like, um, we call them chicken wings. Um, oh my God. Yeah. Uh, they did uh, a beer that tastes like, do you know what ranch is? Ranch flavor? Uh, ranch? Ranch. Ranch. Okay. Let me Google again. Ranch. R-A-N-C-H? Yes. Ranch. It's a dressing. Ranch, ranch dressing, yes. Okay. It's an American salad dressing. Yes. Made from buttermilk and garlic. Okay. They <laughs> they they mustard. made one that tastes like that. Uh, um yeah. they they just they make some really crazy out there fun flavors. So Okay. Yeah. I I, I may have to bring you some some Martin House beer of something, whatever they're doing fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, no, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but let me think also of an, maybe of a brewery here in Belgium that is similar with that. So I would think first of dog brewing company mm -hmm. because it's also really going uh, from really crazy flavors. Mm -hmm. Brussels Beer Project, of course, Brussels they also Project. do That's on my list. special crazy things like they mm -hmm. they had what when they had one beer, a very black beer with a pastel de nata from Portugal. Like the the dessert, the nice dessert from Portugal. Oh, dessert from Portugal sounds fun. Yeah, it's delicious. Okay. Um, it's with vanilla, etc. So they they really go go wild with that. But awesome. uh, next to that, uh, Antidote is also a good uh, craft yes. brewery. But yeah, it's it's more about sour beers. Okay, I had a friend uh, tell me I need to get of some of my that. knowledge. Yeah. Okay. Um, now. Okay, um, I, I, I'm looking at the time and I want to be, be mindful of the time um, mm -hmm. because we haven't talked about what you're doing in Brussels and in Belgium. And I want to make sure I spend plenty of time for that because you're doing <laughs> something really cool. You offer a beer tour in Brussels, correct? And in Ghent and in Bruges, and in Ghent. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. But Brussels is the, is the coolest city. <laughs> it's the coolest city. Awesome. Uh, I'm yeah. glad I'm going there too. Um, but um, I wanted to make sure I, I, cause the whole reason why we connected was I found you on that meetup group and then you were so kind to reply back because um, you've got this really cool thing going. Um, yeah. And I wanted to make sure I told everybody about that as well, because uh, yeah, just explain what you're, what you do with all that. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, so, um, because I was selling beers before I get to know be uh -huh. some knowledge about beers. And so, yeah, in 2016, I started to organize my beer tasting tours. And, um, then one year later I moved to Brussels and I also started to do the same there, which is, it's a three hour to four hours 
tour where I take you actually to different places, Mm. which is like a bar or a brewery. And um, you will get to know like the local beer market. And depending on your knowledge and your tasting experience, you will also get to know the traditional Belgian beers, like the Trappist ones. Mm. And if you are in Ghent, uh, Lambic beer is not local, but then it will also be served as a Belgian traditional beer. Okay. Because it's the oldest beer style that you can imagine. So it makes Belgium very unique and, and different from other countries. So triple, trappist, lambic beer style is very important. And the local beers. So these are very important beer styles that uh, if you don't know yet them, then it's mm-hmm. definitely a try because they're Belgian. Yeah. And by the way, the saison beer style is also definitely uh, one that you have to try uh, because it's also Belgian. Um, and so, yeah, what I like to do with my clients is really get to know you. And so what's mm-hmm. your tasting experience and also the, the beers that we will try together, mm-hmm. you will get explained how it's made. If you don't know it yet, depending of, because I'm not so familiar with your audience, uh, Alan, so I have to be careful what I say, <laughs> but no, I have I... really different levels of, yeah, clients. And- well, and I'll say this, this, this podcast is meant to be for anyone that is either just getting into beer or yeah. for someone that, that, you know, I've done countless beer tours, I've home brewed, but I always find that no matter what, there's always something I'm learning. Um, yeah. Even in the times where I've had people explain things from like, well, if you're a beginner, you should know this. And I'm like, oh, I learned something new. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I understand. And so what I just like when I'm 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 really a guide that will pay mm-hmm. attention to what you know and what you don't know. Because you don't want to go on a tour and 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 having some information that is just repeating. Yeah. Um so yes, um as Alan said, you will learn every time something new, but still with my tours, it's really about the fact that I want yeah, that I want you to discover so many things only in mm. three hours and um and definitely also trying different beer styles yeah mm. we will not just try two local ipas because it's a local beer no it really has to be completely different from each other um and so we will be in the city center but we will also go to the suburbs and then we will go like to one of the uh, breweries that has actually a closed door that is not open to the public so it's a kind of underground place where I take my clients and you will be received by the brewer. So you have Ooh. a nice brewery experience, uh, which is very, very, very exclusive. And yeah, gotcha. it's because I know all the Brussels breweries for now. Mm-hmm. And so I really invest the time in all knowing them personally and see if I can work with them and, and going with the metro or the tram from place to place. To place. It's, yeah. it's not always so convenient, but I, I, I manage. And, and so it's mm-hmm. a good mix of um, the city center where you might be some seeing some other tourists, but then we mm-hmm. go completely to the suburb of Brussels where you're completely... In, into a more local neighborhood of Brussels mm. and then the, the Brussels brewery tour. So I have a beer tour and, an, and a brewery tour that I organize mm. in Brussels. And the brewery tour is also mo- mostly ending uh, in a really typical brownish, brownish, like old fashioned local bar mm. um, where you will have the 80 years old 
uh, labor uh, sitting at the bar, but then you okay. will also have the 21 years old lady trying her first lager beer or whatever, like a yeah, really yeah. cool mix of like, everyone is welcome. Like Brussels Man, is very open-minded and we are, we like to have a mixed, uh, a mixed ages in, in the bars where we, where we go with our clients. It's, it's, it's really, it feels really cool and, and different. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, so that, that's quite important. Uh, but then as well, I actually started the tours in Ghent Mm -hmm. um because i knew all the i knew a lot of bar owners because of selling beers gotcha and that's how i uh i i actually get to know the uh, i mean that's that's how i easily get in touch with them and say okay yeah. you can become my partner for my beer tours or my brewery tours yeah and so for example in brussels uh two days in a week there is like an open tour where you can subscribe as an individual. Okay. Um, the same thing for the beer tour. Uh, it's once a week, but then you also can book a private tour if you want to. And I even like to take you to the three cities. You can book me on Monday, Brussels, Tuesday, Ghent, and Wednesday in Bruges. <laughs> and that's what you can do. And uh, that's awesome. yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was looking through your website. Um, can I say? Can I? Can I uh, it's called beersecret.com. I was just going to say we have okay. not mentioned the name. We should maybe mention the yeah. name. It's beersecret.com. <laughs> exactly. And it's also beersecret on Instagram as well, correct? Yes, and on awesome. Facebook as well. Yeah. Okay. And on YouTube as well. And, and on, on YouTube yes, you do as have well. You, you have yeah. You've got all these cool channels for people to find you. Um, yeah. it, it really looks cool. And I'm, I'm really looking forward. I, I think I'm like looking at it. I'm like, Ooh, do I need to like just book the Russell's craft beer tour and meet the brewer? Uh, cause I've seen it's like for like just a little shy, 10, 10 cents shy of, uh, 60 euros. Yeah. So, 60 euros. 60 euros yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Everything okay. included. And what? Transportation, meet the brewer, beers, everything included. Okay. Yeah. It looks really cool. And I, th I think I might be making a reservation very quickly after this interview. Um, <laughs> and, but here's the deal. I wanted you, I, I wanted you to come on because not just because of this, but because it seemed like you were just a really cool person through our, our emails. And I was like, man, I really want to talk to you about this. Um, okay. Um, uh, just a couple little quick questions before we, we get going. Cause I could, uh, I'm looking at the time going, we've already hit our 50 minute marker. Um, just uh, for myself going over as a beer tourist and for anybody listening to this, that's like, man, I want to be a beer tourist in Brussels slash Belgium. Can you give a quick list of maybe some do's and don'ts like, Hey, if you're going to go to Brussels, here's some things that you really should consider slash do especially if you're going to be going there to drink beer. And then here's the things you probably should not do. I, I, it's difficult to want that not do. Uh, so let me first okay. go to the to do. <laughs> and then yes. I maybe can think about something. Um, awesome. So yeah, there is a nice restaurant where they actually do uh, good food pairings. So you, they really have the Flemish, the Flemish okay. dishes that you have to try. I mean, the, the Belgian dishes, sorry, the Belgian okay. dishes. And the Brussels dishes, of mm -hmm. course. And then they have like beers like Antidote, uh, Cantillon, Et Verzet, 
uh, all the local Brussels breweries as well. So there, yeah, it's really a place for beer geeks, <laughs> if okay. I may say this. Please. Uh, it's called, you cannot believe how difficult this word will be. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. I've got my keyboard ready. It's called Nu et Nie Genoeg. Nu? Nu? Et? Yeah. Nich? Nich genoeg. Ah. I, okay. I, I, I want to say, maybe I found it. N-U-H-E-T-N-I-U-N-I-E-U-W-S. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's with an S, but um, yeah, I, I wrote it down. Okay. Ah. Awesome. I, you know, I'm going to be doing show notes for this for sure. <laughs> but the listeners, I can spell it. Yeah? Um, I, I've, I've got it right here. And I will say it is N-U-E-T-N-I-G-E-N-O-U-G-H. Exactly. And yeah. wow, I that looks really cool. Yeah. Okay. And then, so next to that, it's also very uh, cool to go to uh, any Lambic brewery that you can visit. The uh -huh. most accessible one is for now Cantillon, but oh. so there might be open another one soon. Okay. Uh, because there you can actually uh, have the Lambic from the wooden barrel. And that mm. makes it an extremely exclusive brew. Because mm. everything what is bottled, all Lambic beers that are bottled, is a goose. Because a goose is a blend of a one, two, or three years old lambic that they bottle and make a goose, which creates the fermentation in the bottle, so yeah. it creates the, the, the carbon dioxide. But so drinking a lambic from the tap, from the wooden barrel, that's a unique experience. That's something yeah, you can sure. only do there, specific in Brussels, around um, Brussels. Let me, let me rephrase the question real quick. Um, because these are places that look really cool to go, but what are some like maybe customs or some things that like, especially as an American tourist, some things that I should, maybe not places I should go to, but things I should do that are maybe seen as more polite or maybe as a like, Hey, say you were at a bar, this is something that you should, you should be aware of. And here's mm -hmm. something that you should do that, or maybe something like, don't do this. Like I know, one of the things that like when I, as, a, as an American, as a tourist, um, I try to make sure that I'm not too loud. I know that I have a lot of energy in me and that I can, I speak very loudly, um, that I try not to be the, 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 the guy that everybody goes, Oh, there's the American over there. Um, I try not to be so standout and so loud and so, um, brash I'll say in, in, in a negative way, you know? Um, okay. But maybe what are some things that like as as an American tourist, some things that are like, you know, if you're if you're going to come here to drink beer, here's some tips I can give you. Um, and here are some things that maybe you should consider before coming over. Yeah, I see. Um, oh, and like also in the behavior, right? Yeah, because because the other thing is <laughs> like, difficult you know, question. I mean, come on. Uh, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. I know, I know um, we're, it's getting really late as well. <laughs> no, it's you. okay. It's okay. Um, I mean, yeah, it's um, just don't drive. Don't drive and drink. 
I don't okay. know how it is in the US, but just no, that's a very so, big deal. Yes. Yeah, everything is so reachable, easy by train here. So please just take the train if you want to go from Brussels to Ghent and Bruges. It's so easy. You can walk everything so easily. Mm. So or just rent a bike. I think that could also be cool that you rent a bike and you maybe try to find two or three breweries that you bike from. That could yeah. be a nice, very unique experience. Mm-hmm. And I would say don't get drunk in the bars because we don't like it. Mm. So and maybe um, make sure that if you if you would go a whole day um, and it's 40 degrees outside, make sure you have an extra T-shirt with you so that you are always fresh when you come into a new bar. <laughs> <laughs> and by 40 degrees, you mean uh, 40 degrees, like, are you saying Celsius? No, or Celsius, or yeah. Celsius, because 40 degrees Celsius is really hot. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit exaggerating for me. But so let's say even if it's 26 degrees Celsius, mm-hmm. um, I know drinking beers can yeah make you quite drunk but please try to avoid that and just Mm. try to take the tasters in a small quantity and Mm. drink some water in between and and just go from place as an as a nice uh, nice person and uh, and we will be back nice to you (laughs) this is something what i can (laughs) but i mean i must say every u.s client is so nice mm-hmm. with me and and they always like my tours and I, I that's why I cannot think about something like oh what you should not do <laughs> I'm so glad to hear that because I as as someone who's lived in other countries like I've I've seen like someone across the way and I'm like oh please don't be American oh my goodness they're American oh no and I just I just feel really um you know, I've, I've served behind, I've, I've been a, a beer tender before. I've served beer and wine at several different places. And the thing that I've always not cared for is when someone gets drunk at the bar and then is an idiot. Oh. Um, and I, I think that's just a universal, like, don't be the drunk idiot at the bar. Yeah, I see. Yeah. yeah. Okay. By the way, that reminds me of one specific friend that he's like a, a blogger. Uh-huh. and beer blogger and they uh-huh. call beer idiots <laughs> but it's okay. a recommendable website because everything is in english i think and it's also yeah it tells a lot of stories about the belgian beers and a lot of things about different breweries etc um and what you could also do by the way is that um uh, just uh, go on my brussels meetup group Mm-hmm. And maybe you will, see, you will see there as well a very nice activity that you can join and meet locals. That's always very cool to meet locals. Yeah, so, and that's something I would... Uh-huh. Sorry to interrupt you, but maybe Please. maybe you were thinking that I would tell you don't go to Delirium Tremens Bar, but it's not true. I would also recommend you to go to Delirium Tremens Bar, even if it's so oh. touristic. They oh, have 3,000 is... different beers. No, that is on the top of one of the things on the top of my list. Since okay. I learned that it was there, I want the giant beer book. I want to try like a 20 year Orval. Um, that wow. is something. Oh, Orval. Oh, so good. So good. I want to try a, a really old Orval. I heard that is a good place to get one of those. So. Okay. Okay. I see. Let me just share with you one more bar that is one of Please. my favorites in Brussels. Mm-hmm. 
which is actually not into the city center, but it's in the in the. I will mention one in the city center and one in the suburbs. The one in the city Please. center is mm -hmm. called Walvis. W A L V I S. Ah, I found it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then um, in in the neighborhoods is one of the suburbs of Brussels. Uh -huh. It's called La Mer à Boire. La Mer. And that's really French speaking. Yeah. So L A M E R A, but you have to do a spacia, and okay. then Boire is like B O I R E, and they have three locations now they have a big garden in uh, the south of brussels they have a cool bar in excel which mm -hmm. is in a very nice area to have other bars with a lot of craft beers and then there is the one in uh san gil i guess yeah which is yeah so i recommend the one in uckle and the one in excel there are three locations <laughs> okay, I've I've got so many tabs up and open that I'm I'm so excited for. Okay. Um, Lot, this has been so 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 much fun. I really appreciate you taking the time and staying up super late to hang out with me and talk about all these cool places. Um, again, I, I like to give the last part of the interview to the guests. So promote, do whatever else you would like to talk about on your your uh, beer tour. Uh, any place that people can find you, um, you know, uh, on social media, if you'd like to share that. Um, but the last few minutes are yours. The mic is yours, please. Okay. So, well, if you come to Belgium, then um, you're more than welcome to go with me on a tour because I like to uh, improve your knowledge about the Belgian beers and anything what you what you prefer. Uh, to drink or not to drink and so just google beer secrets and you will come on my website and then you will even have the possibility to to watch a lot of uh, movies on my youtube video before you come to belgium because we explain about lambic breweries we explain about abbeys and i also have a big blog uh, list i mean a big i think i have like eight different articles about abbey beers in in mm. belgium so my website can give you already a lot of information before you come to Belgium. And then once you are on a tour with me and you had a very, very good time, then of course, it's always welcome to leave me a good review because mm. having good reviews is a way how I can keep doing what I'm doing. Gotcha. gotcha. Beersecret.com. Beersecret.com. Oh my yeah. goodness. This has been so much fun. I feel like I owe you a six pack right now. If I'm <laughs> able to meet you and hang out with you, um, I want to get put together a six pack. Um, okay, if anybody were not? to bring you a beer from America, what kind of beer would it be? So um, when I was in a beer festival in Barcelona, mm -hmm. I, found, I, I found out that there was like a huge queue at one specific brewery. Okay. And that seems to be a U.S. And that was the brewery called uh, Founders. Oh, Founders. So good. Yes. Yeah. And okay. I don't know anything about it anymore. Don't ask me which beer I tried in Barcelona because it's three years ago. But okay. uh, yeah, if you could have 
if you could take that for me. Uh, and yeah, I would be very happy. Okay. I, I, I will try to procure some founders for you. Yeah. And um, if it's not, if it's not founders, I'm sure that you can find another good beer. <laughs> I, I will definitely, I will try to bring you a little bit of California and Texas beer. because those are my two kind of hometowns now, Southern yeah. California and Texas. Um, uh, home states, you know, my, my hometowns are varied in between all those, but yes. Um, Super. but, um, uh, when I, when I get out there, um, hopefully be able to give you a six pack or at least a couple of beers to say, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me and give me all these great recommendations. Um, I'm hoping to be in Brussels from like the 15th through the 18th. And then I'm going to go to Paris for a day and then fly out the next day from uh okay. charles de gaulle um but man this has been such a blast this has been so helpful you have been such a wonderful guest and i really appreciate you taking the Thank time you. to talk to me i'm i'm just so delighted to talk to you um everybody thank you so much um and again where can we find you on on the interwebs beersecret.com and that's on and that's the same handle pretty much everywhere else correct yeah, yeah, yeah. You will okay. you, there. You will go to my Instagram, to my Facebook page. I also have Untapped, if you want. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, there you can also find. I don't Untapped as well. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Lisa, lot. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.